to another week of the Seller Dweller Podcast. As always, Cullen King with Donnie Gilmore. Donnie, how are we doing this week? Doing all right, Cullen. We're having a good week. A little scared about Monday night coming up for Denver, but, you know, we'll get through it. Yeah, well, I I, I got Thursday night football tonight. Um, yeah. Got a little stress so, coming your way. I mean, not really. You know that the Bears have been in the Bears have been in two games this year that they're already going to call the toilet bowl. You got Bryce Young, who's probably one of the biggest busts in the draft right now, and fuck and Tyson Bajan. Hopefully, Justin Fields for you tonight. But well, I, I just got I just looked over at Twitter. Um, Bears injury report for tonight: out for sure are Tremaine Edmonds, Nate Davis, Terrell Smith, and the fullback Kerry Blashingain. Uh, doubtful is Justin Fields. Uh, listening to the uh, Matty Riffle's press conference yesterday, he's 51%. Whatever the hell that means, he's 51%. Eberflus sounded like a like a dying pig talking up at the podium <laughs> there, having no idea what he was saying. Uh, Herbert, uh, Equinemius St. Brown, Blackwell, who needs to be activated off the IR, which they did not do. But Herbert and St. Brown are questionable tonight. So we shall see what the Bears do tonight in the battle of the number one pick, maybe. Either way, it's going to the Chicago Bears, who do own the Carolina Panthers' first-round pick for this year. They do, indeed. They do. I remember that. No, the Bears? I mean, honestly, in my opinion, we'll get into the Bears a little later, but honestly, I think they should just tank, man. I mean, they, they need – I mean, at the same time, they don't need a quarterback – but at the same time, they could use that first overall pick, get a lot more. I think they could really use, like, Marvin Harrison or some just stud wide receiver from the draft. Well, my dream scenario for the Bears is they end up with the first pick from the Panthers, right? And mm-hmm. they're in a spot where, like, Justin Fields, if he comes back from this injury either tonight or next week, uh, has a good enough end of the season that it's, like, secures his spot. We own the first pick, trade back to two or three, get a haul. Because, you know, Caleb Williams is been toted as the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. Uh, trade yeah. back, draft Marvin Harrison. You still have a top 10 pick in your own pick more than likely, right? Right. And then you're securing either another edge rusher or um, another tackle to secure Justin Fields. And then from there, right, the team starts looking better offensively, right? Because right? you now have a for sure, for sure number one in Marvin Harrison, and which would turn into a top three receiving duo in DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison Jr. out there wide for the Bears. So that's what I hope to see going forward for Chicago. We got a long way till the offseason. It's only week nine. We got nine more weeks of uh, regular season football to go. Well, now, yeah, now it's already week 10, man. This is kind of upsetting me, man. It's, it's going to come fast. Yeah, yeah we, it's going to come fast, least... and then all of a sudden we're going to have that drought where we have no football, no college football, no NFL football. I guess you do got the XFL and all that, but. Yeah, I mean. It's a sad drought. We got drought. a long way to go, though. We got a long way to go. We got till February. Yeah, but speaking of the injury report, when you come back, Edmonds, that's actually a pretty big loss. I mean, I know he hasn't been performing the best for you guys, but still a pretty decent linebacker. I'll give him that. I don't mind seeing it. Um, Jack Sanborn will probably slide the middle tonight. Noah Sewell yeah. will play the uh, Will linebacker tonight for the Bears, or Sewell yeah. will play middle. Either way, yeah. you'll see that. I think the Bears would be more fit in a 3-4 scheme, right, and let Sanborn, who is kind of that off-the-ball, 
make a lot of tackles linebacker come in and kind of use the tackling ability and let Tremaine Edmonds do what he does best, drop into pass coverage, do a little more stunts. I think they're more fitted as a 3-4 defense, playing more man yeah. coverage with those corners in uh, Jalen Johnson, uh, Terry Stevenson, and Kyler Gordon, who are all true man corners who are stuck in this Tampa 2 system. So yeah, maybe, yeah, but... maybe when Matt Eberflus is gone, the defense will switch up, and you'll see that 3-4 scheme come back to Chicago back in 2018 under Vic Fangio where they led the league in sacks and turnovers that year. Yeah. Well, we're going to shift away from football a little bit. We got a lot more football to talk. We got a lot last week, but we are going to shift over to a big week that we have had in MLB, as this on Monday is the greatest news I could ever receive on a Monday, to hear that Craig Council is going to the Chicago Cubs for four years, $85 I don't think he deserves a single million of that with – I mean, I get it. He gets us to one NLCS, which I personally believe was just all player talent. As we have seen the past years, he can't even get us past the NLDS. Or the wild card round, to be honest. Exactly. I mean, I get it. I mean, the curse lives on, I guess. The Diamondbacks got to the got to the World Series. I mean, hell of a job by the Rangers, by the way. But, I mean, uh, there was a lot of good signings. But I think Council, I think that one was just great. Uh, did you see what they did in Whitefish Beta, the Council Park or whatever? Well, yeah, let, let's get into that real quick. Let's just go through <laughs> Craig Council's history, right? Craig Council was born and raised in Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin. Um, yep. Has the ballpark there named after him. Yep. And Craig Council, still currently, lives in Whitefish Bay, goes to church with my aunt and uncle. But as a player, played for Colorado, Florida, Florida, uh, Arizona, where you won a World Series, and won a World Series in Florida, too. And, yep. Uh, played here at the Dodgers then, came to Milwaukee, came home, uh, was a bench utility guy those years, and they had, like, J.J. Hardy, Bill Hall, Ricky yep. Leakes on that infield. Weirdest batting stance ever. Uh, turns into the Brewers manager, uh, loses his first two years, comes, they win the NL Central, win the NLCS, kind of with a sleeper team that no one expected that to come from. Yeah, and, and that year kind of revolutionized what's become analytical baseball, uh, using the opener, messing with pitch counts, uh, using Josh Hader in situations where he wasn't a true closer, just throwing him in those high stress environments where he succeeded best, pitching two three innings at a time with a back end still of, of Justin Jeffress and it was Justin Jeffress it wasn't even Devin Williams at the time, Justin Jeffress and Corey Knable who is now a Chicago Cub himself. Uh, kind of a shock. Everyone predicted him to go to the Mets, reunite with the bad, uh, Brewers' old GM. Signs for the uh, I-41 rival heading south, Miller yeah. Park itself, to uh, manage the Chicago Cubs, who let go of David Ross, who didn't bring him the success that the Cubs fans thought he would. Yeah, I'm just glad that I don't think the Brewers will sign David Ross, but I'm glad we didn't. I don't think he's a very good coach. But we are going to get into on who we think is a great fit for the Brewers. And let me tell you, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a former player. I'm telling you that right now. I think the same thing. And I have a pick that's going to surprise people, maybe. I think mine is going to surprise people, and I want to hear yours first, Claude. Do we have the same person? Because I think the next manager of the Milwaukee Brewers is going to be Ryan Braun. Dude, no way we got the same pick. Dude, Ryan Braun was in that system for how long? A lot of years. 
He's a very he intelligent guy. He knows how to play. I think he'll do very well in the system. I think Ryan Braun would be a perfect coach. I'm going to say it. It's going to be my hottest take as a Brewer fan. Ryan Braun is the best Brewer to ever wear the jersey. All right. All right. Mom, I'm sorry you're listening to this. He doesn't realize that Robin Yount was a thing. Robin Yount had great counting stats because he played for 22 years. Ryan Braun is the best player to ever put on a Brewer jersey. His, his steroid scandal, whatever. Hold that aside. Ryan Braun was the leader in that Brewers locker room for many years, in the Brewers clubhouse, sorry, for many years, um, was kind of the reason Christian Yelich got pitched to in 2018 to go on and win MVP because people still didn't want to pitch to Ryan Braun. So, exactly. Exactly. I, Braun was right ahead of him in the order. Behind Never him. Wanted to... behind, behind him. Yelich hit two, behind Braun him, yeah. hit three. Yeah. So, but no, it's. I think Ryan Braun will take over this Milwaukee Brewers yeah. team. And I'm going to go back a little bit to the Royce thing. I've been thinking about this for a couple of days. I think that the MLB unbans them. I mean, I was looking at stats and the viewership during the Barry Bonds era, man, they were through the roof. And that's all the MLB wants is they want viewers. It's just going to bring in a lot of damn money for them. And if they bring in a lot of money for that, it's just going to make the sport more fun to watch because you're just going to see, keep seeing those Barry Bonds years. And it will make it fair because everyone's able to do them. It'll make it fun for people to watch. I mean, I want to go watch bombs that are hit like 440 on average. I think anyone else so, would want to watch it. As a guy who did his like middle school research paper on the Mitchell Report, <laughs> I have such an obsession with baseball to a point of like, like my dad and I will sit and like name name a random guy from this team on this year, and and we'll do that for for hours until one of us gets something wrong. We're constantly baseball reference. Is he right? Um. But I don't think roids will be unbanned. I think there will be kind of a shift back to um, they want to increase exciting plays, right? So I can exactly. see that the live baseball that was played with in seventeen eighteen coming back, or right. maybe they go back to the eighties and instead of drop three wood bats, they're using or they use drop two instead yeah. of drop two, drop three wood bats. They're going to drop five, get a little more bat speed on it. Yeah, and that wouldn't lead to more home runs. But talking new manager that we have the same pick on Ryan Braun. I think um, that's. I think that would be an amazing pickup for this team. I think it'd oh, be perfect. I think it would be great. Brewer fans would love it. Who do you think? What is the the plan for the Brewers this off season? Right, they just got rid of Mark Canna. Mark Sadly, Santa. come on now, um, dude. He probably had the best moment in, in the Brewers this year. And I'm actually going to get to that. I created a little list of my top 10 favorite Brewer moments since the season's now over. But we'll get into that a little later. So we do have yeah. a couple more signings. But, I mean, like Stephen Vogt, the new manager for the Guardians, did not. no one saw that coming. I did not see Stephen Vogt being a manager. I mean, I love it. It was just, it, was, catchers, it just came out of nowhere. I think catchers lead to good managers. I mean, just saying in general. But – what if you're the Brewers, right? Are you are we are you selling? Are you like okay, you know we still have our core, you know you still have that you're left with Burns on Arb. Are they going long term deal with him? You know they got Woody coming up for contract here soon. I don't know. I think we need a little. I you go first. You go first. I want to hear this. Okay, I think with Corbin Burns, the year he had played into the Brewers' favor, right? Right. He didn't have a great year, so. If he does take him to ARB again, he's going to get less money. 
Or maybe he skips Arb because last year in the Arb process, didn't like what the Brewers had to say about him. Skips Arb, signs a deal with them, and I think it's going to be cheaper than we think it is with the year Corbin Burns has had. And even going back in his history, I mean, kind of his flaws this year have kind of been flaws his whole career. So yeah. he is a high spin rate, high strikeout pitcher. I, I would love to – I think he's the best guy on the Brewers staff still. I, yeah. I'd love to see him back. And I think the right. Brewers should lock him up long term. Um, they even came out and said that trading Josh Hader was a mistake that they shouldn't have made. And I yeah. think that Burns is going to kind of be that reparation for it. Yeah, but here's the thing. Think about it. Look at how many good prospects we got out of the Hader trade. A lot of them are, have, be, have benefited us. I mean, we have such a good young team. And me personally, I think we need a little bit of a younger pitching staff. I mean, Woody's getting up there. He can't stay healthy. Burns is iffy. Hauser, I don't even know how old he is. But I, I think um, I think we trade him away. I think we trade him away. I think we get really good young prospects out of it. I mean, our team is already very young, and I think we just kind of tank and see, hey, like, let's see where we get in three to four years. Okay. You want to talk trades, right? Right. Bringing in a haul of people. Do you want to hear the greatest trade tree of all time from the Brewers that is still going today? Let's hear it. It happened over 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. J.J. Hardy being dealt to the Minnesota <laughs> Twins. I forgot he played brought, for the Twins. Yep, brought in Carlos Gomez and Mike Fires, right? Dude, Mike Fires, that kid was something else. Not many people remember him that weren't Brewer fans. The only time they remember him is when they when he smoked Stanton. But oh, and exposed the Astros cheating scandal. He did, yeah. He that's right. He did. He just he completely ratted him out. Yeah, I don't want to give him this money. He's like, I'll rat you guys out. Screw it. That trade has turned into when they dealt Gomez and Fires both to the Strohs for Josh Hader, Adrian Hauser, Domingo Santana, and Brett Phillips and Jorge Lopez, right? That, or for Brett Phillips. They paired Brett Phillips with Jorge Lopez for Mike Moustakas. They traded Domingo Santana for Ben Gamble and Noah Zabalist. Mm-hmm. They dished Josh Hader for Roberto Gassa, right. Estre Diaz, Tyler Rogers, and Domingo Domingo Lament. So, yeah, JJ Hardy is the gift that keeps on giving. My favorite right. player when I was a kid, I cried when he got traded, but it's kind of led into this Brewer success here in the later half of the 2010s into the 2020s. So, the gift that keeps yeah. on giving, JJ Hardy. Hey. Could be uh, another Brewers manager candidate. Was a shortstop. He, he's a very he's a very intelligent guy. I'll give him that. I mean, the way he played the infield, he was just so smart. He knew where everything was going. He knew what he was doing. He didn't see many errors out of JJ Hardy at all. No, and was good with the like. Kind of got screwed a little bit in Milwaukee. Had to play third because fucking Bill Hall had to play short every now and again. Like Bill Hall. Terrible. Yeah. But, yeah. So I mean, there's going going back, back going back to free agency though. I'm telling you right now, this may be like probably in our generation, probably one of the greatest free agencies we may see. Um, I mean, you got Shohei, you got Bell. I honestly, I would love to see Bellinger on the Brewers. You work him in at first base. I don't, I don't. Uh, I mean, we're we're nuts. I don't see him. I don't see him putting him in the outfield, but I do see him putting him at first base. We need a cons- we need a consistent first baseman that can finally just 
and be an everyday player. We don't have to switch players around all the time. We need a consistent first baseman who can hit. I, I see us going for Cody Ballinger. See, I see with the outfield, the Brewers are creating Christian Yelch going to first base. I mean, dude, they've tried working him in there. I think, like I like, I I'd see spring training clips of them trying to work him in. He just never could play it. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, you um, got. I mean, of course, you got the big name Shohei. You got Yamamoto, the J- Japanese, amazing. He's very good. You got Aaron Nola. You got Matt Chapman, Blake Snell. Brewers could use a good little lefty. Montgomery, who just. He played so well in the postseason. Everyone talks about Evaldi, but of course he he did deal. But Montgomery, he's also up there. I mean, you got such a good free agency this year, and I'm excited to see where all this goes. I want to see where I'm excited to see where Shohei goes. Uh people are pegging him in as a cub. I know people are. I don't. I would. I wish the Brewers could have him, but they just do not have the money. They do not have the money even one bit. We are one of the lowest markets in the league. And and then that's the one thing I defend council with. I mean, we're one of the lowest markets in the league and we're still competing and winning the central with the Cubs and Cardinals who are up there in salary cap. We don't have shit for that. So are you saying this year's free agents are better than the 2011 free agent class? I don't remember much of that, but I will tell you in our generation that I mostly remember, I think this will go down as one of the best. Uh, Albert Pujols, Cliff Lee, Carl Crawford, Adrian Beltre, Jason Worth, Adam Dunn, Victor Martinez, Rafael Soriano, Mo Rivera, Paul Canerico, Jeter. Like, I don't know, man. Juan Uribe. Yeah. Jim Tomei, Vladimir Guerrero, Manny Ramirez. Yeah. I don't know, but this is great. But honestly, we're all on the top of it. Yeah. Signed with the Bruins. Just had to point that one out. Yeah. But, yeah, that's mostly free agent talk. We're going to go into a little bit more baseball since we're already on the topic. Of course, we all know Rangers win the World Series. Hell of a job by them, honestly. I wanted to see the Diamondbacks win one, but, you know, they deserve that. Corey Seager, 100% deserved MVP. It sucked to see. It's crazy how they could do that. As I said that Garcia is one of the most electric players, they shut him out without Garcia. They they got they got no hit. They, they didn't score to the seventh. And then just Simeon's homer. That that fired him up. That really did fire him up, and I think that was just that was the dagger. I mean, Gallon three three hits, one earned run, six and a third. There's nothing more you can really do. But if all the no earned runs, five Ks, five walks, I mean, still got the job done and shut him out. I mean, that's a really cool thing to see. I mean, the Rangers first ever World Series. They're now off that train, and I hope that the Brewers are never the last one that doesn't get a World Series out of that, out of those teams. Uh, with the role the Brewers have been on, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. I, I think I think the Brewers, I think out of Milwaukee sports, I don't think like out of Wisconsin sports, sorry. They don't want to see the Packers win another Super Bowl. We need either a Badger National Championship here and there or a Brewer World Series, and I think we'll be completely fine. I think we'll all be happy again. See, everyone just talks about the big two college sports of football and basketball. I mean, Badger hockey is up there with Natty's. Badger women's hockey is has won like three of the last four. Yeah, hell, they I mean, swept Michigan. That's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. So while well, while we're there, we can always come back to baseball. But hold, Badger men's hockey has been out of roll. Holy cow, dude! They are nuts. What are they? Eleventh now? I think I saw. Uh, or did they go up again? Up. They were fifth. When they were they even ranked Michigan. before? 
Uh, they were in the bottom, I think they were 25 going into the year. So they started the year against Augie, or Augustana, uh, a new Division One program this year. Swept them, then played Bemidji State, uh, beat them in OT, got shut out by Nodak. Uh, then went up to Michigan Tech, who was the 17th ranked program. Uh, yep. Swept them, then came, then went to Minnesota. Swept the number one ranked Minnesota Golden Gophers, 5-2-3-2. Then took on number four slash number three Michigan. Uh, yep. Two different polls, they were four and three. Swept them, beating them 5-4 and 2-1. This weekend, take on Michigan State at East Lansing, who is unranked. So hopefully get yeah. another sweep. Badger men's hockey is a team to be talking about right now. Yeah. In the I don't, I, don't, I don't think people talk about how honestly successful just Wisconsin, like how Badger sports is. I mean, we got our volleyball team. We got our hockey team. Badger basketball is on the uprise. They just put up 105 on Arkansas, Arkansas State. They play Tennessee on Friday. A little concerned to watch that. But, I mean, our offense looks good. They got a nice little St. John's transfer who dropped 20. I mean – I don't think I don't think Wisconsin I don't think Badger Sports gets talked about enough because all they look at is oh yeah their football team sucks they're not ranked like I don't think that really matters. Yeah, I mean that's something in the off season we're going to talk about more because yeah. I kind of have a problem with um, Badger Sports in general or Badger or football in general, and I yeah. think it's more of a state of Wisconsin football issue. So we'll get yeah. in that, into that eventually on this show but, because I have a lot of strong opinions on it. Yeah, but before we go far away from baseball, I just want to mention, Colin, I spent a good amount on this list. I spent probably 30 minutes on it. I'm going to name off my top 10 moments of the Brewer season just to, kind of, just to kind of give it back and just realize that we had a lot of good points even though we got swept by in the wild card round. But I think you'll agree with this moment. I think with these moments, I think you'll like them. You might not like my number two, but other than that, I think you'll like it. All right, let me hear it. So, number one, I think personally the Sal Freelick game against the Braves, his, his, his debut, that brought so much energy to this team, and I think it deserves to be number one in the way he played. That was probably the most energetic game I've ever watched on Fox. He was making I, plays left and right. He drove in, I think, three that game. I'm not disagreeing. And then number two, we got Canna's Mark Canna's grand slam against the Nationals that gave us the lead. That that game was electric. I was watching it. It was a great game to watch. And then that really just brought momentum, and then we started going away. Because that game, the Cubs lost that game, like the day of, and then the Brewers won, and then the Brewers just went on a little roll. Of course, we saw later in the season that they clinched the Central, even though, that, even though they lost. But that brought a lot of momentum to Milwaukee. Uh, number three, I got opening day. They beat the Mets 10-0. Bryce Terang home run. Uh, Garrett Mitchell home run. Hope to see him back next year and healthier than ever. I, that outfield will be disgusting. That Freelick, Yelich, Mitchell, I don't that, – that's just disgusting. I was at that uh, game. No, you were. I was at opening day. Opening day? Opening day I was, was nuts. I was, I was at school. I was at the game. I – I was like, yes, this is the Brewers squad I expected to see uh, with Mitchell and Terrain. Sadly, they both got hurt. But hopefully, yeah. we're he- they're healthy next year. Terrain didn't have the greatest end of the season, but yeah. healthy. 
And adding Jackson Torinos to the outfield next year for the Brewers, stacked outfield, someone's going to have to go, and I think it's yeah. going to end up being maybe Sal Freelich. I don't know. I don't think so. I think I think on the days you want to work him in, you, you DH Yelich so his back stays a little bit healthier and it's not as much on him because, of course, we've seen that in the past years. I just can't stay healthy and he's those days off. I think if you want to work him in, you work him in the outfield and you just DH Yelich. Yeah. But number four, I got the no-hitter against the White Sox in the 11th. That game was hard to watch. But then Uribe ended up getting his first-ever career save. So I thought that was a very good moment. And then number five, I got Jones's game rally versus win versus the Cubs. Brought him in, bases loaded. I I never heard of this dude, and all of a sudden he smokes one off the wall, and they score three against the Cubs on 4th of July. I mean, come on. What can get better than that? Um, I don't remember that one. It, it was the 4th of July. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. America. <laughs> number six, I got Garrett Mitchell's walk-off versus the Mets. Uh, number seven, I got Rowdy Telez on the mound when we clinched a postseason spot. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. He was he was dealing, man. <laughs> uh, number eight, I got Owen Miller's walk, welcome back game on September 1st. I thought that was pretty electric. I think, yeah, we were playing the Cubs that day too, and we had a really good game. I thought that was pretty electric. Uh, number nine, I got I got Boshley game where he was on the mound off from, oh, my gosh, where is he from? They literally got they went to the state championship for baseball. Oh, I forgot where he's from, but he's from a really small town, and I thought that was a very electric game. The fans were out there because there's so many people from his hometown. And then number ten, I got clinch in the central. I didn't think the central was that exciting because, of course, we went on a little cold streak there. But that is my top ten moments of the year, and I honestly love the list. To be honest, I had to, I, I had to work in the central, winning the central, because that's of course a big achievement. But the way we did it, it just didn't feel the best, honestly. Can I can I put an honorable mention on there? Oh, of course you can put an honorable mention. I'd love to hear this. Anytime the Brewers beat the Cubs. Oh, one hundred percent. That's always the greatest time. I cannot wait until Council gets his ass kicked all next year. It's gonna be just. It's gonna it's gonna be crisp when he comes to Milwaukee and gets swept. All oh, the fans are gonna be going nuts. I will is, definitely want to attend one of those games. Is the schedule out for next year? Uh yeah. Hold on, it's on my fridge real quick. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I we got that I got a magnet from it, so Oh, okay, perfect. Let's see here. When do we play the Chicago Cubs? Let's see here. We do not play them till May twenty seventh through the twenty ninth, and we're at home. Well, so maybe I'll be I'll seller, be out of school. I'll be out of school by then. So I mean, maybe we buy tickets. Who knows? The seller boys might be there. The seller boys will indeed be there, and then we play them again at home, June twenty eighth through thirtieth, and then we're away for a midweek series in July. Um, we're not home for the fourth, which kind of sucks. I always like watching them. I feel like I'm missing something here because it only says we play them twice. I don't think we only and play them twice. We, we definitely play sure. them more. You're, you're missing something, but sure, oh, the yeah. Seller Boys will be there to welcome Craig Council back to Miller Park. Oh, yeah, with a bunch of booze and a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you'll see that fan from the first game of the wild card again, and then when they get their when they get their ass kicked, maybe he'll say he was wrong. Yeah, maybe, maybe um, we'll both be on the same team this time saying Craig Council. <laughs> oh, well, hold on. We got breaking news. We got Damian Lillard out tonight with a calf, and Giannis is a game-time decision. We'll get into basketball a little later because I have a lot to say about the Bucs. 
I well, thought that I, was a little bit of crazy breaking news. I think baseball's next, so if you want to get into it, go ahead, Donnie. This is your thing. So the Bucks, they they win last night. I mean, to be honest, the most bullshit ejection I've ever seen. Honestly, that was just not needed. I mean, you can't flex on someone, but LeBron can king himself mid game. You don't do shit about it. I I just think the refs they. I don't, I don't know what, what they were thinking there, but the Bucks they're having a decent season. They're 5-2. They're first in the Central Division as the Sixers lost the other night to the Boston South. As the uh, – actually, Boston lost 106-103 to the Sixers. But I honestly don't think that the Bucks are seeing the Damian Lillard that they think they're going to see. We're, of course, seeing the consistency at the line. He's like 93% this year. But I, we're not seeing the three-point yet. I don't think we're seeing that three-point Damian Lillard that I think will come to Milwaukee. But, I mean, he's still putting up good numbers. Um, Giannis is still putting up great numbers. Bobby had a pretty good game. Brooke Lopez hit the dagger last night. But we just need to find a way to play better defense. I mean, we will always have a game where there's just one guy that will just go off on the whole team. Like Cam Thomas the other night when we they played Brooklyn had like 45, I believe, 44, 45. Uh, Kate Cunningham last night had 33. I mean, we just need to find a way to stop a singular player, and I think the Bucks will be just fine. They're just The defense isn't there. But if we take if we take a look at the standings real quick, uh, Bucks are actually in the Eastern Conference. They're second, so in the division they're first. Nuggets are at top. Dallas is right behind them. That Dallas and Golden State game was great last night. It was hilarious to see Clay Thompson just completely lose grip of the ball and airball the game winning three. <laughs> but but you know we're seeing some teams that I thought were going to succeed. My biggest one was the Cavs. I have them in the, I have them in the playing game. They have not started out the hottest. Donovan Mitchell has been playing out of his mind. But I mean, even like the even the Lakers, they're three and five. I mean, LeBron LeBron did get locked up, as Dylan Brooks said in the in that. And I thought LeBron was going to take that personally and have a game. He scored like eighteen. I think it was it wasn't nothing special. Dylan Brooks did get locked up by LeBron. He scored like five, but. I don't think we're seeing the Bucks team that I think we will see. I don't think we win tonight without – I don't think Giannis is going to play. I don't think – and then Dame's not playing. So we're going to have to see a, one hell of a bench game if we want to win tonight. But I think um, that's really all I got for basketball. I think refs just need to kind of realize that we're in a generation where, of course, we're going to flex on someone if we just posterize them and they just stand there and they're on the ground. Of course we're going to do that. But I think refs need to soften up a little bit and just say, hey, like, that's fine. Like – you, barely, you look at them for two seconds, and all of a sudden you get a tech and you're out of the game. Like, I don't get I'll, that. I'll put it out there. It's uh, the NBA. We should create, like, the, uh, the MLB. It's early in the year. Let's not overreact to anything. They've played seven games the long season. That's all I have to say about the NBA. Long season. Let's not overreact. Let's chill out. I know, um, but after watching that, man, I mean – Dude, I mean, the the Bucks just don't look the same. I mean, of course, Damian Lillard, he's playing amazing. But, I mean, I think we just need to see a little bit of three balls from him that will actually go in. I saw that in the first game, but ever since, just haven't seen the three ball really hit for him. All right. Well, but from one do we want to go over to your – do we want to go over to your bread and butter, hockey? I was going to say from one winter sport to another. Um, exactly. To the NHL, we go. So – Top of the East, one and two, played Saturday night in Detroit. As uh, the Red Wings played the Boston Bruins. Uh, shout out to my dad; he was at the game in Detroit. That's amazing. Um, they ended up winning five four in regulation. Didn't give away a point. 
Because in hockey, if you lose in overtime, it's a point. So uh, Boston's still on top in the Atlantic and in the East in general with 12. Detroit in second in bulk with 11, followed by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Had some uh, some uh, <laughs> controversy lately as their goal song has been. They changed it from Hall and Oates, You Make My Dream Come True, to Pursuit of Happiness by Kid Cudi, which people thought was a little nuts with the uh, uh, driving drunk, I'm doing my thing. Yeah, and then they switched it again. I don't know what they switched it to, but Toronto's in third, uh, Tampa's in fourth, and Montreal is sitting in that last playoff spot. Out of the Atlantic in the East, I think the Atlantic's going to end up with two playoff spots. As we look over to the Metro, New York in first with eight. New Jersey, whose top player just went down. Jack Hughes has seven points. Followed by Philly, Columbus, and Carolina. Over yep. in the West, uh, the Avs have 12. Stars have a nine. Wild have seven. Winnipeg has six. Does Winnipeg exist? I don't know. Over in the <laughs> Pacific, uh, the, the G-Knights still remain unbeaten in regulation with seven. Uh, Vancouver, uh, or sorry, seven wins, my bad. 14 points, uh, eight wins, eight points for the Canucks, three points, or seven points for the Kings, and five for the Flames. Followed by the Kraken, Ducks, Oilers, and Sharks. Hockey's great. Hockey's awesome. Exactly. Derek Batman was yeah. just on Pat McAfee um, talking about fighting. So, so this will be in the game for a while. Um, I hope it says. Uh, I've seen a few fights in person now. They are as awesome as they look. Um, <laughs> they're as awesome as they see them on TV in person, about three feet from your face. Uh, fighting's awesome. Hockey's awesome. Yeah. Let's move on I mean, they, to the National League, the National Football League. All right. As we are going to go over the picks first. I think okay, this Donnie. is amazing because look who finally won this week at 8-6. and six, And Mr. <laughs> King finishes two under 500. Ouch, buddy. The world finds a nut sometimes, Donnie. All right, man. I've heard that way too much out of you the past couple days. <laughs> but another great week of the NFL. I mean, one the London game in the morning, whatever that was, that was a really Germany good game. game. Germany, Germany game. game. Tyree Kill still scoring touchdowns for the Chiefs as he basically handed the ball to him on that fumble. But as we go on to as the Vikings, as jo- I want to hit on this game a little more. Joshua Dobbs, wow, dude comes in on Tuesday, and then Jaron Hall, who had a great first drive. I hope that I hope he heals up because he's a he played one hell of a drive. He's five for six, 78 yards. Dobbs comes in. He doesn't even know like any of his teammates. He said in the press conference and he leads this team to come back after one safety. Everyone's over Twitter going crazy. Oh, this guy's bad. Like they should have never signed him. Ends up going 20 for 30, 158 yards, two touchdowns and beat. And they beat the Falcons 31 to 28. I mean, there's nothing more you can say as Dobbs literally came in at, at not even a week and runs a whole offense. There's nothing more. I mean, they might have been telling him, like, the reads in the helmet. Maybe Kurt was on the sidelines or something like that. But, I mean, it's still probably one of the most impressive things 
It was a very fun game to watch. It's probably one of the best noon slate games to watch as the rest. Browns beat the Cardinals 27-0. Packers beat the Rams 20-3. Hey, can I, uh, can I talk real quick? Oh, of course you can. I have NFL Network on as we're recording, and they just yeah. put up a playoff graphic for the for the NFC. Yeah, and they show the Packers in the hunt. Is that like a requirement? Like, oh, we have to show. It must the be Packers. a requirement. It must they're be for them. They're not in the hunt. They're not in the hunt. Oh, they're not even close to in the hunt. They're three and five. They have one more win than the Bears. Exactly. I bet you. I bet you. When they show the AFC, they won't show the Broncos in the hunt, even though they have the same record and they're playing better ball. They probably won't show them in the hunt. They just showed it. They did not show the Broncos in the hunt. Exactly. I mean, I'll get to the Broncos a little later because they had a bye week, but we'll keep going. Commanders beat the Patriots twenty seventeen. That game. Sam Howell is. I I think he played fairly well. He's I think two in the league now in passing yards. It's pretty impressive. Saints beat the Bears twenty four seventeen. Cole, and I'm guessing you're going to want to talk about that. I have no clue if you watched the game or not. I watched the first half. Oh, uh, but yeah, Bajan, three interceptions. Have a day, kid. Uh, Foreman, 83 yards. Mooney, 82. That Cole Komet touchdown, that was all him. Uh, but Bajan, I mean, I was hearing I was hearing this, this guy over TikTok that I follow, a really cool guy. I've chatted with him a little bit. Connor Burns. He said that. Any like Justin Fields, if you get three opportunities like Bajan did, the Bears win that game. And honestly, I agree with that. I think Fields is honestly one hell of a quarterback. Honestly, I mean, I think he's a lot better than Tyson Bajan, of course. But I think the Bears win that game with Fields. I mean, these are basically just tank games for the Bears at this point. Uh, Ravens beat the crap out of the Seahawks 37 to 3 as Odell finally gets a touchdown and the media goes nuts. Crazy with the backups in. Uh, Texans, this is the game I want to touch on. Texans beat the Buccaneers 39-37. This is probably the game of the week here. C.J. Stroud, I want to apologize to all Ohio State fans, especially you, Colin, because you ripped on me in the first couple episodes about saying no Ohio State, State quarterbacks aren't shit. 30 out of 42, 470 yards, which is a rookie record, and five touchdowns and led their team to a drive that was just nuts. That drive was something else. That that was probably one of the best drives I've seen in a minute that a quarterback has led. I mean, it was an amazing drive. I was watching that. Baker Mayfield, though, 265 yards, two touchdowns. Noah Brown, six receptions, 153 yards, and a touchdown. Tank Dell had two touchdowns, especially the game-winning one. Dalton Schultz, but all credit to C.J. Stroud, man. I mean, I really like the guy, honestly, after listening to some of his press conferences. The thing I love the most is I always thanks God for that. Of course, you always got to look at him. I love how I love how he does that, but I think that C.J. Stroud may be probably one of the best players in that draft class. Personally, I mean, hey, it's it's been nine weeks. Let's let's not over. I, I don't care, man. C.J. Stroud is having one hell of a year, and I've and, he, and I've said it. I'm like, I'm I'm just hoping one one week he just just shits the bed and I'm able to talk crap about him. No, he hasn't done that. Thank it is you. it is definitely surprised me. But it looks like Giannis will play as I just got the notification from ESPN. I still don't think they'll win, but Colts beat the Panthers 27-13 as Bryce Young throws three interceptions himself. I just don't think he's that guy. Uh, Raiders beat the Giants 30-6, to and they're all happy smoking cigars in the locker room, especially Max Crosby as they fired their GM and head coach and still beat the crap out of a team, even though Tyrod Taylor got hurt. But, I mean, hey, to fire your GM and head coach the week of and still win 30-6, to 
It's not a bad win at all. Uh, no. Eagles beat the Eagles beat the Cowboys 28-23. I think that was a great game to watch. I fell asleep for most of it. I woke up and all of a sudden it's a good game. I'm like, oh Lord. Um, Bills Bengals beat the Bills 24-18. I'm glad to see that game went a lot better on prime time after what happened last year. But I'm glad to see. The thing I like the most is how much Demar Hammond was like doing stuff in the Cincinnati community because of how much they did for him. They did. They gave all scholarships to the people that were like kind of working in with the hospital. He gave scholarships to every single person. I think that's just an amazing thing for him to do. He's a very big community guy, and I think that's great to see out of him, especially against the opposing team. And then Chargers beat the Jets on just a just a horrific Monday night game, twenty seven six. And then we get to see we get to see the Charger we get to see the Jets again on primetime on Sunday night. That will not be fun. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, Rogers watching that game from the sidelines was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen. Honestly, he, he's Whoa. just like, I saw a clip. It was on this meme NFL meme page. I think it was a player on the Eagles that said Aaron Rodgers next year, and he throws a dart like fifty yards downfield, and this guy hurt his leg, and his NFL, and his linemen are carrying him down the field to get him to spike the ball because <laughs> he's hurt so bad. I was I thought that was pretty funny, but. We are now on to week 10, and I think it is time for our picks of the week. Our fall, well, we forgot them last week. I didn't think of them, but go ahead. Before, before we move on, yep, we're halfway through the season, right? Starting today is the second half of the season, starting in about an hour. Right. I want to hear who is your mid-season MVP, mid-season offensive oh, player of the year, and your oh. mid-season defensive player of the year. Nice. Uh, mid-season MVP. Honestly, I might throw in a little dabble here. I might go McCaffrey. That dude scored a touchdown every single game. Let's see. You could have Stroud up there. Uh, Joe Burrow's looking a lot better, but he hasn't played well all year. Um, I'm going to go McCaffrey. Offensive player, CJ Stroud. Defensive. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to go Jalen Johnson, and then special teams is really nothing special. You don't see that much. Who, who, who cares? Put Marvin, put Marvin Mims because he returned a kick when they were down by 50 points. All right. My midseason MVP is going to go to – surprise, surprise, Patrick Mahomes. Mm. Uh, uh, it's a quarterback award. A quarterback's always going to win it. Sorry. True. Offense player of the year for the midseason, Christian McCaffrey. And yep. my DPOI is going to be Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons, yeah, he's showed up the last couple weeks. But, um, no, I like my picks a lot. I think CJ Stroud is still bound to have a great year. McCaffrey, just that. Jalen Johnson, we were just talking about it before the podcast on what is it? He hasn't allowed a touchdown in, what, six games? He hasn't allowed, any, he hasn't allowed a catch over five yards in the last six weeks. Jesus, dude, that's insane. Uh, I wanted to and be, before I wanted before to be that, him. before that, he had a streak uh, last season. He didn't allow a catch over five yards in over nineteen weeks. Jesus, dude. Yeah, so, that's just a crazy stat to think about. Even with checkdowns, like, dude, don't let him get past five yards because a lot of checkdowns can go six, seven yards. Nah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's completions over five yards. It's it's a random yeah. stat that you know what. For a corner that's playing cover two now, that is a man corner. I'm I'm happy for him. He he to me is 
I'm happy the Bears didn't trade him. Hopefully they can lock him up for the long term because I think he is one of the best corners in the NFL. Yeah. And yeah. I'm glad to see I'm glad to see the Bears have a great corner there. Yeah. So you want let to me go back. for the week? Well, let me go to my offensive player of the year so far, CJ Stroud. This is what he did Sunday. Had a 147.8 passing rating, the highest single-game passing rating by a rookie quarterback. 470 yards, already mentioned, becomes the youngest player with at least 450 passing yards and becomes just the sixth player in NFL history to record at least three, 450 passing yards and five touchdowns with no interceptions. Wow. I think that's just a crazy stat line. I, that's wow. just That's nuts to me. Hey. And, I mean – I I I actually feel horrible for doubting him all year. Honestly, I feel horrible. I, I've talked to my Ohio State buddy a little bit, but before we go into our picks for the week, we got an ad. We got an ad. We have an ad. So let me run the ad, and then we can come back with picks. All right, a little intermission. Intermission. See, five-second ad, guys. We're not selling out quite yet. <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 the uh, we're we're trying we're trying a new program this week. It's an online thing. We had to run it. So yeah, we're we not in person this week. We are we are over Riverside. Over Riverside. So far, it's been running great. I love it. We're already yeah. at forty-five minutes. I love it. I love how we're able to see that just on the yeah. screen. Thank you, Riverside, for this. Yes. I love it. Well, um, so let's, let's get to our picks of the week. Yeah. We got Carolina and Chicago. I'm going to take Chicago here. Hey, I, I'm going to pick the Bears, too. First time in four weeks, but we'll take the Bears tonight. <laughs> um, India, what else we got, Colin? I, I, the, I, I was going to say, the reason I have NFL Network on and I'm like constantly refreshing Twitter, still have nothing to hear about Justin Fields. Still doubtful. Uh, at five forty eight when the game starts at what seven? Seven fifteen, yeah. What a coach you got out of Everflus, huh? Maybe he's playing a trick tonight. Maybe he's playing the good old Belichick trick with Brady. Yeah. Uh we got Indianapolis in New England. I'm gonna take Indy here. Uh yeah, I, I like your pick with Indy. I'll stick with you there. All right, we got Houston, Cincinnati. Call me crazy. Houston. Cincinnati. Word came out today that Jamar Chase and T. Higgins were both not at practice because of injuries, and to not even go to practice has to be pretty bad. I mean, it's already Thursday. They play on Sunday. I don't nah. know. I don't see them being, I don't see, see them being too healthy. I hope yeah. they don't play, honestly, because then that's more points for me with Joe Mixon for fantasy. <laughs> but we got Green Bay and Pitt. Give me Matt Canada's horrible offense. I, I mean – Sure, I've heard you say Matt Canada a lot, so I'll I'll, I'll go with Matt Canada and Pittsburgh. I just Perfect. like the name, Matt Canada. I, I just hate the Packers overall. Oh, me too. <laughs> we got Tennessee and Tampa Bay. Give me Tampa Bay here. Uh, yeah, I'll take Tampa. We got Cleveland and Ravens. Give me the Ravens. They balled out last week. Uh, give me the battle of the Browns, and I'll take the Browns. Perfect. We got San Francisco, Jacksonville. Give me – you go first here. I got to think a little bit. I'm going to take Jacksonville. <laughs> I was going to take Jacksonville, but I'll take San Francisco just to even her out a little bit so we don't tie week after week. 
We got we got Saints in Minnesota. Give me Minnesota here. I'll take the Saints. A lot of difference. Atlanta, Arizona. Give me Atlanta. Give me Atlanta. We got Detroit and the Chargers. Give me Detroit here for a little bounce back. I'll stick with you with Detroit there. I like Detroit a lot. Yeah, even though they beat the crap out of the Raiders the other week, it still wasn't the greatest game out of them. I mean, anyone can put up 20 points against the Raiders. Yeah, I'll I'll take Detroit. Hell, Russell Wilson almost did. but We got the Giants. Giants and Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys here. I'll take Dallas. About to say, better not take the Giants. I don't see them even putting up a damn point. I'll take the out. <laughs> we got Washington and Seattle. Give me Seattle here. The, a big bounce back game is needed out of them. Give me the Red Commanders. The Red Commanders. <laughs> All right, then we got Sunday Night Football. What a game we got. The Jets and the Raiders. Give me the Jets. <laughs> Give me the Raiders here. And then we got Monday Night Football on ESPN. Denver and Buffalo. Give me fucking Denver. The primetime Russ stuff, over. He's back. Give me Denver. Buffalo. (laughs) I just don't... I, I don't think Josh Allen is performing the way he is. He's averaging one to two turnovers a game. Give him a couple turnovers. Give Russ a little momentum. Give me. Buffalo. I mean, thank you. all right. But here, here's the thing, man. I'm, I, I, even though they beat the Chiefs, they beat the crap out of them personally. But they are still hating on Russell Wilson too much. I saw this NFL passing TD to interception rate. He's second in the NFL, fourth in passing touchdowns, four, first in passing touchdowns slash attempts, passing rating fourth, and fourth quarter comebacks. He's tied for first. Cool. I, I'm still I, I get I, I get it. I, I mean, I get it. He hasn't performed well in primetime in a while. But I think that's over. The Broncos, they have so much momentum. They had another week to prepare for Buffalo. Buffalo didn't have that. They had to play probably one of the, I think, who's probably going to win the AFC personally. I think the Broncos just have a lot more time. And Sean Payton said that even the bye week wasn't that easy. They were in the film room every day. They were practicing. They were walking through everything. He said, Russ looks amazing, and I will take his word for that. But I will, yeah, I, I, I'll take your word on that, but uh, I still <laughs> like Josh Allen a lot. So. Yeah. Well, we're going to touch on a little bit of college football a little bit and basketball. Not much college basketball so far. We have had a couple upsets. Big one is Michigan State lost to JMU the other night. That was that was a fun game to watch. Um, for college football, not many upsets, I don't believe, last week. I didn't watch much. I wasn't really around to watch any. But let me just take a little swirl here to make sure that there isn't really anything that I missed. Um, Yeah, I mean, Washington-USC, that was one good game. Um, Love to see Caleb Williams cry. Well, here's the thing. Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma. And in the I believe that's the Red River shootout, correct? Or is that? Red, it's the Red River rivalry. And that's there awesome. it is. All know. right. At least I had it. But yeah, number 22 Oklahoma State beats number nine Oklahoma 27 24. But yeah, other than that, oh, Clemson. That's right. Clemson beats Poverty Notre Dame 31 23. Never high on Notre Dame, honestly. Wow. It's never I, really I, good take, thing. I, I take that personally. 
I'm not a big Notre Dame guy at all. Uh, I, I Arizona know. beat UCLA 27-10. And then Army beats finally U- Air Force 23-3. to It was bound to happen. But, I mean, other than that, I – I don't have anything else, Colin. I don't know if you do, but I, I don't have anything else. I mean, we got Michigan-Penn State this week. I mean, I don't really have anything else to talk about. I I don't really either. Uh, fire yeah. Eberflus. Fire yeah. Ryan Day. I, I, ho- I, hope, I hope for the best for your team. That, oh, wait. I'm going to go over a little parlay, parlay I got tonight. I'm going to read this to you, and I'm going to think how, how you think about it. So we got Santos higher than six kicking points. If some of you guys don't know how kicking points work, basically if you make a 40-yarder, that's four points. And, like, it just depends on yardage. Cole Komet higher than 35.5 receiving yards. DJ Moore anytime touchdown. He's going to be against his old team. And last time he played primetime went nuts. And Adam Thielen higher than 67.5 receiving yards. Well, Justin Fields just ruled out. Oh, shit. Not good for you. But, hey, we'll see. I think they still win tonight. I, I, I do, too. I think it's set up for Fields to come in and play three good defenses and look like crap. Um, yeah. Hate to see Justin Fields out tonight. Thought he watched the video I haven't practiced. Thought he looked good. But it's good for your Cole Komet bet because Tyson Bajan loves throwing him the ball because they both equally yeah. suck. Yeah. <laughs> but we are going to thank you guys for tuning in. You can always catch me on Twitter, Gilmore Donnie, Broncos Country. Let's ride. Uh Colin King 07 on Twitter, uh, Dweller Pod on Twitter. Uh, that's all I got. Bear down, motherfuckers. Yep. Have a great week. Yeah. Bye. Fuck that service. Let me call. I'll give you my blood alcohol. I'll rob with all the burnouts in the cell. Change my faith. I'll kiss the fast. Wait, I swear she'll call me back. Some I do you do.